Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 75 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. As always, with my good friend, our media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> you, only... missed, you missed your calling to be like a like a 1 a.m. DJ, like on radio DJ. Yeah. You know, not like, you know, the gigs that you might go and do as a DJ, but like you work like a disc jockey, like actually working at the radio station, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm channeling my inner Fraser Crane. <laughs> we were just talking about Yes, Fraser, yes, so, you were. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen that show in a long time. It's checking it out. I mean, I used to watch it when it was like must watch TV on I Thursdays. Mean, I remember a lot of it being grow growing up in the South. A lot of it I don't have context for. Like yeah. there was an episode. You're like, What's the Seattle place they're talking yeah. about? Like I remember them like buying caviar from the Russians, like, the <laughs> Russian mafia. I'm like, I have no concept of why you'd want to buy fish eggs. Why are they buying fish bait? Why? Yeah. Are they- <laughs> Like I didn't, I was probably, I mean, I was probably younger than 10. So, so I'm just trying to like, I don't have a context, but, but the show was funny enough that it, it stands up. It it made, it was still funny to an eight year old me, even though they were talking about things that I didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was still enough joke. And that's something that I feel like a lot of shows don't have today is that they're their main target audience and then they don't really out they don't really reach past that and the writing's a lot weaker. Yes. Because they're only trying to hit that one demographic mm-hmm. for the ads that they're trying to sell in between it. Yep. And it's not and shows aren't meant to be funny to more than one generation at a time. There yeah, I agree. There's one show though that kind of sucks me into like the black hole of of my I don't know, uh, immaturity, I guess if you will. I don't know. It's really not. Anyway, Mallory watches this show called Bunked, I've, and it's, it's a, a Disney spinoff show, right? of Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kids from Jesse, anyway. And and so, but if she's watching it, I can sit down and be like, "Oh, okay. What's?" And I'll, I mean, I'll end up watching like an episode. The other day, she left the room, and Drew and I were still <laughs> watching Bunked. <laughs> like, what? oh my gosh! And we've seen like all the seasons all the way through. Many times because Mallory will watch yeah. it. There, there are still a few shows that do that. <laughs> uh, one in particular to me is uh, uh, Phineas and Ferb. It is I, a ca- I've never watched that. It is a cartoon that really it targets yep. adults just as well as it does kids, and it is fantastic. I've heard that, but I've never watched it. So, yeah. So. Well, there's our understanding of of television and and what we watch <laughs> and what holds up and what doesn't. So, um. Listener, what you don't know is I've already yawned like three times since we've started this. And not because Josh is boring, <laughs> but just because I'm tired. It's okay. Carrie calls me boring a lot. <laughs> She's not wrong. No, you're fine. No, but so I we worked in the yard on Saturday and, and, um, and then just, you know, everything that's going on. And it made me think about like, um, I have been in so many meetings lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> meetings here at the church. And, and I will say this up front. I'm not talking about the kind of meetings where you wish you could die in the middle of them or even at the beginning of them no, <laughs> so that you can yeah. leave like they're, they are really, really good. There's just a lot of them. And what I find myself constantly thanking the people that are in the meetings with me um, for their time because 
it's a lot this of isn't their job like it's mine i mean you know but these are the kind of meetings where i am leaving them and i'm inspired and i'm encouraged and i'm really really thankful um and i just find myself so many times josh on some of these evenings driving away from the campus just thanking god for the amazing leadership um just godly prayerful um thoughtful intelligent leaders um in in our church oh yeah and so yeah we have a lot of great leaders we do we really do so um i explained i in last episode episode 74 um kind of what the the we went through the faqs yeah um and one of them was, you know, describing like who are the groups that are meeting and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so I've been in some exploratory group meetings. Those are the groups we said, hey, this group, you guys look at all the pros and cons of a denominational affiliation. And then we have another group looking at the pros and cons of, of possibly going like an independent route. And so we, I've been in those meetings. We had a Q&A session on Sunday in between the services, which was really good. There's yeah. 20-something of us. Um in uh classroom one and we were talking about that and um i'm gonna do that again this sunday oh okay may 1st um at 10 30 mm-hmm. in between the services we'll meet in in classroom one for anyone that wants to pop in and just ask any questions you want so we had a good turnout this time and we actually i, had, I set an alarm and it went off and i was like and they kind of kept talking i was like y'all can keep talking i gotta go but we all we all went to to worship um for those of us that were going to the next service so um but yeah i'll be here this um myself and other leaders will be here um this sunday to uh, answer any questions as well so we wanted to do that um but so in these meetings that i've i've been in one of the conversations that keeps coming up um or and we circle around it without even knowing it is our Wesleyan doctrine because it really, really, really has so much. Um, uh, it's so foundational to basically everything. It, mm-hmm. it, it's foundational to how you govern. It's foundational to how you uh, form leadership. It's very foundational to this. So I encourage you to go back to episode 68. Good job. I was where I was just thinking about looking up that number. <laughs> where well, I looked it up earlier. Where we talked about uh, more in depth about what our Wesleyan doctrine is and right. all that. So, but I found this has come up a lot, and it really does just have so much of an impact on everything. Um, and it's what we have in place now. Um, it's it's in our it's it's there now in our governance and what we do, but it's also going to be in what we may need to restructure or develop going forward. Right. Um, even if we align, if we align with a denomination, it, it will it, be a it, Wesleyan. It's kind of, yeah. you just adopt their book basically right. for the doctor. Right. But if we were to be independent for a short period of time while still discerning, mm-hmm. or if we decide to go that route, um, of course we need to make sure we have that. So um, it just really has an impact on, on everything. So, you know, with, within the board, um, uh, exploratory group conversations and these Q and a sessions. Um, I will say a very good chunk of my time. Um, you know, I, of course I, I'm always writing and, and putting yeah. this, but a lot of my time has been consumed in a very good way. I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but it has really been consumed with researching like-minded churches, um, talking to pastors at these churches, 
um, churches that are very, very similar to who we are. And one of the things I wanted to start with this week, and I think we'll spend the next couple of weeks, is looking at some various um, parts of, of kind of church governance and our beliefs mm-hmm. and, and all those things, um, is I wanted to share today basically what you would call articles of faith. And you can look at pretty much any Wesleyan um, church, mm-hmm. uh, Methodist uh, even in that regard, um, and you would find these articles of faith almost pretty much the same. I mean, they haven't really varied a whole lot. You might see updated language and whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but these are really, really longstanding beliefs that, um, are adhered to. Um, we, like I said, we already officially adhere to these as well. So this isn't new information for us, but this would be something that we would officially adopt in most of its format, I mean, it might be, it hasn't been approved or anything yet by our board. So this is like still a working thing. Um, but if we were to be independent, like I said, whether for, for a short period of time or, or for our, you know, unforeseeable future, um, this is something I wanted us to go over today. Cause I think it's really important and yeah. it kind of helps us under be reminded and, or un, learn for the first time mm-hmm. of kind of who we are, what we believe and, uh, you know, how does that build upon what we do as a church? Yeah. Right. So uh, let's say I'm someone that listens to this podcast and I've been at the porch a, a while and I understand the UMC uh, Wesleyan yep. doctrine and stuff mm-hmm. like this. So how much of this is from the UMC uh, stance on this kind uh-huh. of doctrine and or aligns very closely to that? Or is there much variation? Um. In, Certain things probably, sure. but it does it tend to uh, land pretty in line with that, or is it more different? Well, I would say that it is um, Wesleyan at its core, mm-hmm. and then it's Methodist as well. Not necessarily United Methodist, mm-hmm. but Methodist, because that's what John Wesley kind of. I mean, that, those names are almost interchangeable: Wesleyan and Methodist, right? I tend to lean more towards saying Wesleyan more often because I think it has less baggage. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, Especially right now. <laughs> it, well, right. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean by that. Um, so these are articles of faith that, yes, you will find in like a book of discipline for mm-hmm. the United Methodist Church. You'd find this in the Global Methodist Church. Uh, we've talked to people from the Congregational Methodists, very similar. Um, and But these are primarily have been kind of pulled from um, even churches that used to be UMC and now are independent mm-hmm. or in that. So, But you can just pretty much, these are Wesleyan uh, articles of faith. So these have come down from, not from John Wesley, I mean, yes, from John Wesley, but not like from down on high. But through the time frame, through mm-hmm. history, yeah. these have kind of stood the test of time, okay. and they define who we are. So um, I really like how a lot of um, uh, the churches and organizations that have used these will start, they start with this phrase, it says, we consider these Wesleyan beliefs non-negotiable. So, I mean, these are like things that end up going, they're almost as if they're like faith bylaws. Mm-hmm. These are things that don't be they're not changed like you can't debate it you can't get these changed right Right. these are like this is this is what we believe this is the line in the sand basically yeah yeah so of course um well i say of course uh, but the beginning which is a great place for it to be is faith in the holy trinity 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the Father. We believe in one living and true God, both holy and loving, eternal, unlimited in power, wisdom, goodness, the creator and preserver of all things. So that's the that's the Father of the Trinity. Um, in the Trinity, the Son of God, we believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. And then the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. He is the administrator of grace to all humanity. He is ever-present, assuring, preserving, guiding, and enabling the believer. So these are the articles of faith. So that's all under the heading of faith in the Holy Trinity. Okay. Right? Um, Of course, the Word of God is the next one in these articles of faith. And with the Word of God, you know, we say uh, it, it... we believe that God's word is inspired and infallible. It is fully inerrant in, in the original man's manuscripts and superior to all human authority. And uh, you don't fit the Bible in your life. You fit your life in the Bible. I mm. love that. God's word has never failed humanity. It is a perfect roadmap that leads to eternal life with God. So I like kind of the language of of bringing it down a little bit, but you don't fit the Bible in your life. You fit your life in the Bible. Um, so the third, um, article of faith is on God's purpose for humanity. Uh, we just were talking about this. Uh, Kristen talked about this on Sunday with our porch kids Sunday in our message, but there are, we believe that the two great commandments, which require us to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, and our neighbors as ourselves summarize the divine law as it, as it is revealed in the scriptures. They are the perfect measure and norm of human duty, both for the ordering and directing of families and nations and all other social bodies and for individual acts by which we are required to acknowledge God as our only supreme ruler. So, uh, whew, that's God's purpose for humanity. Yeah, I know. I, Josh is grinning because I said human duties, I believe, is what I said. Well, it's not even that. I just looked up and Shannon's like waving me I'm off. Wa- as to- I'm reading, I'm waving a no finger to him. Like, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, it says human duty. <laughs> it doesn't I just say duty. Yeah. It says human duty. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay, so back to the articles but of faith. It, yeah. I mean, it makes 100% sense. 100% yeah. sense mm-hmm. and that and that is exactly what God's purpose for humanity yep. is. You're um, correct. You're correct. So, uh the next article of faith is marriage and the family. God's plan for human sexuality is that it is to be expressed only in a monogamous lifelong relationship between one man and one woman within the framework of marriage. This is the only relationship which is divinely designed for the birth and rearing of children and is a covenant union made in the sight of God, taking priority over every other human relationship. So that's the the stance on marriage and family. Um, Gender and leadership. Um, Scripture teaches that men and women are of equal value in the eyes of God. Accordingly, the church will treat women and men equally. We believe that both women and men are called to, gifted and gifted, for ordained and licensed ministry, and both genders are able to hold all leadership roles within the church. So these are our articles of faith, uh, our Wesleyan non-negotiable articles of faith. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Free will. This is like one of the anchors of uh, when you talk about Wesleyan doctrine, Mm -hmm. um, free will is is a big part of it. Um, Probably one of the shortest um, descriptions, though. It says, we believe that humanity's creation and the image of God included the ability to choose between right and wrong. There you Boom. Go. There you go. <laughs> right there. Right I, there. I mean, what else do you really need? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the atonement. Uh, we believe that Christ's offering of himself once and for all through his sufferings and death on the cross provides the perfect redemption and atonement for the sins of the whole world, both original and actual. So he has atoned for our sins one time. One time only he needed to do that for us to be able to have the opportunity for salvation. So uh, repentance and faith. We believe that for men and women to appropriate what God's provenient grace has made possible, that's that grace, yep. they must voluntarily respond in repentance and faith. The ability comes from God, but the act is the individual's. Repentance begins by the convicting ministry of the Holy Spirit, It involves a willful change of mind that renounces sin and longs for righteousness, a godly sorrow for, and a confession of sin. Faith, in turn, is the only condition of salvation. It begins in the agreement of the mind and the consent of the will to the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So you see how mm-hmm. yep. how that plays out. So I don't know if we've read anything right up to this point where people are going, hold on a minute. So this doesn't sound like our church. Um, so this, like I said, these are, you know, I didn't create these. These are written. Uh, these are adhered to. These are followed. Uh, have been for many, many, many years and are currently um, the Articles of Faith for pretty much any Wesleyan church that you yeah. can find. Uh, but I am curious, not necessarily, hold on a minute, that doesn't sound like our church. Mm-hmm. I am curious about, like, you know, uh, some people will say, well, I'm just a Christian, you know. Yeah, and then you and then you go. Well, what does your church believe on certain things? And they go, Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. These are those answers to the questions that you will be asked. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a good point. And I think you know one of the reasons I'm sharing this, and one of the reasons we talked about Wesleyan in episode 68 before the Holy Week um, episodes, devisodes, um, was because even in our exploratory groups and our conversations, what we found is that people were going, well, does it matter if we say we're Wesleyan? And I'm like, it doesn't so much matter if we say it, but it is who we are in our DNA. Mm-hmm. And so we live out from that. And so if anything, we need to be able to express it. We need to be able to say it. Um, uh, we need to be able to know where we are. Cause otherwise you could go in and, you could go in other directions, and I'm not saying those directions are wrong, but it could change the way in which your governance of your church happens. Um, the, I mean, in many ways, many things, mm-hmm. aspects of, of how a church is governed, um, how messages are presented, um, who presents the messages. Right. I mean, a lot of different things. So uh, these, these articles of faith, mm-hmm. and uh, it's funny because— you know, uh, I, I've grown up in the Methodist or a Baptist mm-hmm. church, and then now I'm in the Meth in the Wesleyan church. Mm-hmm. And the top three articles of faith are usually the same. Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah. And then you get into the ones that are different along the list, and that's how and that's how your you the church that you're a part of uh, navigates and interprets yes. the first three. Yes, that's and, and that's, that's a why, very good way of saying that. And that's why it's important mm-hmm. to know 
what your church believes and that they pick a doctrine mm-hmm. and st- and stick with it because if if you could right. uh, change your opinion really fluidly on something, mm. do you really have a sound doctrine? Well, right, and then you know you could be all over the place as yeah, far exactly. as how your church is functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you yeah. could because in one area of church you could believe. Mm-hmm. One thing, mm-hmm. but but when we govern, when we do like a leadership thing, well, we have to go back to our original doctrine, which uh-huh. is this. But we've been working under this for twenty five mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Well, because I want it to be this way, and our original doctrine backs that up, mm-hmm. I want to go back to that. Now, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if if we, it's very important. So even if we don't have a time of independence, uh, latching on to these articles of faith. Mm-hmm really helps us define who mm-hmm. we are as a church and helps us guide us to the future because, you know, the art, that's going to shape what the porch looks like in 20, 50, that's, 100 years. And that's what's really and, the bigger... And that's the biggest picture mm-hmm. of these articles of faith. is It's not necessarily for the right, right now, now. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's for the continued uh, following of the footsteps that the church has laid mm-hmm. on the path that God has us. Yep. 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 And I think that's, that's really important for you to point that out that the, usually the first three, two, three, four in articles of faith of different doctrines Mm -hmm. are very, you know, it's about the Trinity and scripture and those things. Um, and then you start to see the doctrine be, um, more specifically laid out. But like you said, it's, it's in regard to those three and how that is perceived and interpreted mm-hmm. and then lived out exactly. as a Christian or as a, as a corporate uh, group, as a church, mm-hmm. um, you start to see those. So, which leads us to, cause this is, I mean, again, and all these things are just, you start to see the nuances of doctrine, but so the articles of faith for a Wesleyan church like us is that in regard to justification, regeneration and adoption. So we believe that justification is the judicial act of God whereby a person is accounted righteous and granted full pardon of all sin. They're delivered from guilt, completely released from the penalty of sins committed. Amen. (laughs) And we believe that regeneration or new birth is that work of the Holy Spirit whereby when one truly repents and believes, our moral nature is given a spiritual life with the capacity for love and obedience. So even God himself gives us, like on our own, we can't even obey and love. We need the inworking of the Holy Spirit to make that possible. Right. And then regarding adoption, we believe that adoption is the act of God by which the justified and the regen- regenerated, we just mentioned those, they become partakers uh, of all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities of a child of God. So when we believe and we're justified and then we're regenerated by the Holy Spirit, we then become uh, the heirs, the you know, the sons and daughters, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we live into what it means to be a child of God. Mm-hmm. So so you can't live into that until you've been justified, which is through Christ, right. and, um, and regenerated, which is through the Holy Spirit. So... Um, <clears throat> Another article of faith is that in regard to good works, we believe that although good works cannot save us from our sins or from God's judgment, they are the fruit of faith and follow after regeneration. So that there should be, like we should see, Josh, the fruit of of, of following Christ. Right, that old like tagline of faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, that's it. So... 
Um, this is one that I think shows up a little bit uh, is is one of the hallmarks of a Wesleyan doctrine. Mm-hmm. And it's usually one of the ones that uh, different yeah. denominations mm-hmm. deviate on pretty. Yep. And this one is about sin after regeneration, um, which I don't think anyone denies the fact that once you've been given new life in Christ, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't sin ever again right. like it's impossible. Um, but we fully believe that it is possible to fall into sin after regeneration. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not a done deal where it's like, nope, you're, you're a believer now, you're, everything's perfect. No, of course you can turn around and sin. So you're not going to mm-hmm. see that. Uh, sanctification. Uh, we believe that sanctification is that work of the Holy Spirit by which the child of God is separated from sin unto God and is enabled to, to love God with all the heart and all their heart and to walk in all his holy commandments blameless. Regeneration is when we have God. Sanctification is when God has you. Mm. Mm, I like that. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. Um, the gift of the spirit. Uh, it's not we, a coconut. <laughs> no, that's fruit of spirit. Never mind. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the agent of all spiritual gifts and that these gifts are given to glorify God and not humanity. However, we major on the fruit of the Spirit and not the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit without first the fruit of the Spirit is like a tree without roots. So we're not going to focus so much on the gifts of the Spirit as we are on the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. even though we know gifts are definitely something that God gives to us. Yeah. But it all comes out of the fruit of mm-hmm. that Spirit. Uh, of course, Article of Faith, the Second Coming of Christ, we believe that the certainty of the personal and imminent return of Christ inspires holy living and zeal for the evangelization of the world. That means we want people to know Christ because he is returning, and we want people to know him before that happens. Mm. Um, We're not a church that's going to set a date and tell you when that happens. No. But um, we do believe that that will happen. Oh, yeah. That's... That, I'll put that on the list for another po- another episode for another time. So, yeah, there's <laughs> so much debate about the stages of all that stuff. I remember being a very young kid and like reading my picture Bible, but not not a believer yet. But I definitely had questions, and I was wondering. And I'd read somewhere or heard somewhere, don't even know something about that we don't know when Christ will return. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, because I was so afraid of death, I would say at night, Jesus is going to return today. Because, mm. because my thought was, if I was claiming today was the day, but Scripture says we don't know when, then that means he wouldn't do it that day. I think I've had that train of thought before. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. I know no? it. It's okay. It's all right. I know him. Um, I mean... But I, I was talking about like, yeah. I know I've thought about, I don't want to go through death, so I want Jesus to come back in my lifetime. Oh, see, no, I didn't want to die. But, I mean. Exactly. Well, yeah, but it was like, yeah, I guess that's that's one I way mean, of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to go through death, like, mm-hmm. personally. Uh-huh. So Jesus needs to come back before I get to that point. Yeah. See, and I was more, I mean, yes, same, but different in that I want to keep on living, So, but I don't. so I don't want Jesus to come back yet. Mm. That's where I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, still the fear of death. Yeah. In there. Yeah. 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 Um, the That's church. Not in the that is not. None of that is in Articles of Faith. Everybody, just yeah, <laughs> just ignore that part. Um, Article of Faith. The church. We believe that the Christian church is the entire body of believers in Jesus Christ, 
who is the founder and only head of the church. We believe that the church was and is God's only plan to save the world and is a powerful gathering of people beyond anything humanity could construct. Um, you know, those wording, that wording could be like, hold on, if, if the church is the only way to save the world, well, through Jesus, the church it founded on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So right. that is what has been left after Jesus left. He left us the church. So um, this is what we believe about destiny, that there is life after death and all are on their way to either heaven or hell. Um, article of faith on the sacraments. Um this, this is the last article of faith in this regard on baptism and the Lord's Supper, communion as you may know it. We believe that water baptism and the Lord's Supper are the sacraments of the church commanded by Christ and ordained as a means of grace when received through faith. We believe that water baptism is an outward and visible sign of an inward transformation of the heart and should be administered to all believers. We believe that the Lord's Supper is a sacrament of our redemption by Christ's death and our hope in his victorious return, as well as a sign of the love that Christians have for each other. So both of these are means of grace, as we call them, um, in which God shows himself to us. I can't remember which denomination it is, but one of one church's articles of faith on uh, the Lord's Supper is that it trans the transubstantiation yeah yeah it turns into the body the catholic and, church yeah. and the actual blood of christ mm-hmm. yep. and that creeped me out yeah yeah and uh, you're like hold on a minute yeah yeah like <laughs> why does it have to do that <laughs> okay so we've gone through these articles of faith mm-hmm. and let's talk because some of those are like the i mean they're they're we're saying that they're non-negotiable as a church, right? Um. Yes. Yes. I mean, they are, but and they're also non-negotiable in regard to like Wesleyan thought, right? So it's not like we took Wesleyan uh, articles of faith and we said, okay, now how do we rewrite them for the porch? No, 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 no that's not what I'm arching, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes. And then so I so I guess you'd say church capital C. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah. Mm-hmm. The porch as a Wesleyan church, mm-hmm. these articles of faith are non-negotiable. For sure. So, if if I'm someone walking through my spiritual walk, mm-hmm. how do I like as I understand, start understanding these? Is there like places to where I could go read about where we? And I know they all come from the Bible, but is there ways for me to understand where our church, Big C? kind of decided that these are our stances on these things? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not necessarily going to know something right off the top of my head. And I, but and I, I, mean, I know I pulled that out of nowhere yeah. for you. So. Well, no, I think, but if you, just like any other, you know, a Calvinistic mm-hmm. type thing, I mean, you're going to be able to find when you look at um, um, the writings of John Wesley, or if you were a Calvinist, you looked at the writing of uh, John Calvin. Actually, with Wesley, it's even going back further to Jacob Arminius, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are some of these that we've actually done entire podcasts on. Right, right. So, so you go back and, and you, I mean, you can Google for anything and find, you know, there's books on Wesleyan beliefs, um, uh, you know, all those things. So I wouldn't necessarily be like, hey, you need to go and read this book because I don't really have that yeah. um, thought in front of me right now. But, um, 
I think that that's something that is most definitely easily found um, in in many many in many many places. So you wouldn't have a difficulty um, doing that at all. Okay. So yeah, just just like any other right doctrine. So it's not like hey, the others are super easy and we can't find this one. No, they're all out there. You just have to look. For well, them. and and I feel like the UMC has had such a like. I don't want to say death grip on Wesleyan theology that almost everything comes out of the UMC, but where like, or like UMC funded like printers and, and well, that's our, I would definitely say for you, that has most definitely been your experience. Yes. But I mean like the Wesleyan church mm-hmm. is its own denomination. It's out there. Right. Um, the free Methodist church mm-hmm. uh, is a denomination that's out there. Um, and so Wesleyan thought has been around for a long time. The Nazarene church is Wesleyan. I don't know yeah, if you knew that. But, but so, well, I guess what I'm getting at is like the UMC is like the biggest Wesleyan. Yes. And so yes. it has the most funds to produce yeah. stuff. But I would say in many ways and for many years, the UMC has been mostly producing just UMC stuff. Gotcha. And it's, and which is why. Yeah. We are where we are uh, and disaffiliated because I think that that has, it's kind of developed its own, mm-hmm. its own thing. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely, um, say that you could, you could look up anything and find, um, you know, there's all sorts of, there is a book I remember, um, looking at, um, oh dear, uh, called this we believe by will willimon i had uh, i had to read that in uh seminary um essential beliefs is a good one i remember that one as well um uh, there was another one i'm trying to i'm trying to look at um and i can't i mean you can even look up like john wesley sermons if you really want to get into some old english and read those right Um, i I remember having to read him and jonathan edwards at the same time yeah, yeah. And I find it weird that all the preacher guys were named John. <laughs> now, there's a really good, like, shorter one, and uh, it's actually got, like, a cartoon cover called um, The Absolute Basics of the Wesleyan Way, and um, it's really good, and it is, it's a really good basic, basic book. Um, or there's this book, um, I don't know if we still have copies or not, called, called The Journey. And, um, it looks I hear like that a lot author of our... is fantastic. <laughs> she she has this podcast with, and the co-host is a really cool dude. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 We should check them out. But no, that, that out. that actually is a great book. That does well, it. and it's not. I mean, it's pulled totally from you know, ain't you know, like hundred year old writings. Mm-hmm. But yes. But it it does define a a, a lens of mm-hmm. Christianity through a mm-hmm. Wesleyan lens. Yeah. Like the lens of. It's like a a lit like a, a camera. filter. Well, camera lenses have like five or six actual lenses inside of them. Mm-hmm. So you have the main lens, and then the other lens that actually affects how light comes into it. Yeah. So it's like you have the lens of Christianity, and then you put the another, another lens on yeah. top of it to. Which, by the way, is what we all do. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Because you said something a minute ago, and it made me think about this. Is like for the and I, and I don't mean to like. I'm not knocking anybody because I understand the thought, mm-hmm. but you made the comment of, well, I'm just a Christian. Exactly. And I, I hear get that, a that lot. but the reality is, is that, and I think we talked about this in the Wesleyan episode, mm-hmm. um, is that we all have a doctrine. Yes. 
even if we don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if you've come up with it on your own, I'm, I am willing, I'm willing to go, you know, toe to toe on that in regard to you start to list things out and it's going to fall into one of the categories Mm -hmm. of, of doctrines of faith and you might that have have been around for a long time. Right. And there might be some, some overlap. Outli- yeah, of outliers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, this is an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. But someone uh, just saying that they're a Christian mm-hmm. is a cop-out for them to, to have a stance on, on things. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. the, they'll they'll agree with most people on mm-hmm. like that top three, like sure. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Earlier. Yeah. And Which I, you can't call yourself a Christian if you exactly. don't believe in the Trinity and, exactly. and the Bible, and yeah, they'll agree on the top three, and they'll never and they'll never take a stance on any of the others, because mm. in the I'm not saying modern as a style. I'm talking about modern as a contemporary church. The other articles of faith rarely get brought up in a Sunday message, and if you don't dig into the church. Mm-hmm you don't have to even address them more mm. times than not. That's a good point. And I think I can just speak from my experience as a, as a preaching pastor here is um, those do come up in the message, but they, you just, we don't name them. Exactly. But then how it's presented and mm-hmm. how it's shared and how it's viewed, mm-hmm. they do fall through that lens. Um, but maybe we just never, you know, say that, which I think, after a while, it would be really, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we we don't. I we talk. We've talked a lot about Wesley in this, and it's not. People go, well, why aren't we talking about Jesus? Well, we are. We're talking about our understanding, and it's really this could be called anything. It could be all Smithism. It could be called Jonesism. Whatever you want to call it, it's it's about our understanding of how how we view Scripture. And be like, well, why can't you just read Scripture? You can. These people have actually just done a really good job of saying this is how it's lived out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, we ascribe to Jesus uh, before any human being. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it'd almost be like we could call—this uh, might be a horrible example— but as Americans— we could say that um, uh, who was one of the main writers of the Declaration of Independence? Uh, ben, I, I'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> not willing to say Thomas one. Jefferson. I believe. Sure, sure. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Okay, so we could say, well, I am Jeffersonian. I am. I am all. That's dangerous all about the, biblical I know, stuff. Right? Like all the time. I am. I am Jefferson. I'm Jefferson. I'm Jefferson. I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought you were American. Oh, I am, but I'm Jefferson. Well. So and, and you could do that with any one of the the major writers of mm. the Declaration. Um, I don't know if he was. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I know he We're did write stupid. his own Bible. We're kind of stupid about that. So Josh may have to do a little digging and go back and edit that out. Um, but point being, <laughs> it's just because you don't. Uh, the truth is like okay, here it's scripture that this is founded on, and this is how we understand scripture. Well, because it is so important. Because these articles of faith shape everything, right? Without a doubt, yes. Perfect example is um, yesterday. You know, we had porch or Sunday. We had porch kids Sunday, and we were talking about um, kids and how and and how important they are in yes. faith and everything. Yes, I mean the fact that we talk 
like we believe in prevenient grace mm-hmm. and and how impactful that is our with our kids it makes without that being an article of faith yeah what is it what are we talking about what are we talking about yeah right yeah you know just because what's we, this hocus pocus <laughs> but just because we but just because we don't go an article of faith prevenient grace doesn't mean that our articles of faith aren't, aren't woven there. into right. everything we that's right. do, mm-hmm. and that's what I, that's what I really want people to latch on to is that we don't have to present it in a chart every single time, every single time because right. it's there. You just have to look for it, mm-hmm. or or let God tell you that's it. Yeah, yeah. Or you go to a church website and you read them. And mm-hmm. then you can see how they live it out, which yes. is probably better. Yes, for sure. Because we can list anything we want, but if we're not living it if out, we're not does, living it, does it matter? Right, right. If our art, if if the things that we're saying is our faith, let's call it declaration. Mm-hmm. If we're not living that out, does it matter? Yeah. If it's not, true. if it's not woven into everything we live mm-hmm. out as a church, they're just words on a page. Yep. Yep. So if you, so. We shouldn't have to list them all the time. You should be able to see them. Mm-hmm. You should be able to feel them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, like a, I don't want to call it a cop out, but because we've been in the United Methodist denomination, you're not going to click on our website right now and go to our articles of faith no, because, because we'd it, say, hey, we're UMC. Yeah, you can go check it out there. But going forward, I know just from participating in conversations as we've been exploring and, and talking about all this, is that something that people kind of want to know? Mm-hmm. And so that's something I think we need to make available going forward, regardless of of uh, how we uh, affiliate or associate or whatever we're going to be doing. Um, because I think that is something that's important mm-hmm. for us to be able to point to easily yeah. and go, here, here it is, here it is. Because um, I'll, I'll give another example. It's not, I mean, it's, it, it is kind of articles of faith, but it's not, not really, but it's in the same vein thought. Um, is that in conversations, one of the things I've noticed is people are like, oh, well, we're going to need to have, we got to make sure we have a really good governing structure. And I'm, and, and myself and other board members in the room are going, we do, we do have it. Like it's already in place. It's functioning <laughs> right now. Um, it's been functioning. And because I think there might be this mindset that, okay, because we've been UMC, we are completely and totally dependent, dependent on, on, on them to do everything. And the fact is, is that the local church functions very much just like a local church, like an autonomous group in many ways, except for uh, certain aspects, which our governance still covers, um, even if we're no longer United Methodist. Mm-hmm. And so, and I almost, I don't want to say I'm frustrated when I hear people say that, because I think that's kind of an onus on us to make sure we let people know. It's It's interesting. You know? Yeah, because there's that mindset of oh we're gonna we don't have anybody no no one's in charge of anything so yeah. no we've got the structure in place it's been in place I'm I'm gonna ask this though the people that are asking that mm-hmm. are they plugged is this the first time they're really mm, no in, okay no it, it's a mixture it's a mixture of new people and people who've been around a long time it's picked a mixture of people who've who've been denominational mm-hmm. uh, UMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who have been um, independent. It's a Interesting. Mixture. Okay, because yeah. I would have assumed it was people that were new to our church Mm-mm. that haven't had a chance to actually see structure. No. And that I think some of that is just because um, uh, if there's been no need for them to look into it, mm-hmm. you don't know. Well, I mean, and, 
And that's okay too, you yeah. know. And you know, we're three years in. Yeah. And eighteen months of it was COVID. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. So it that there there was <sighs> there was a a at least a solid year where it was just like let's just make things happen. Yep. You know. Yep. And and I would say probably in what last six months we're finally getting in where we should have been. Mm -hmm. uh, this time 2020 yeah i think so six to eight months yeah yeah yep i agree with that for sure so 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 you take that out of the equation maybe those wouldn't be questions yeah maybe not maybe not i mean we can't live we can't live in the what ifs but that that is one thought i've had was if we've taken if we had taken like because we had to go online for everything at a certain point yes so all the board meetings and all that. And, and Mm -hmm. so if we'd taken that year to 18 months out of the equation, would our structure be, be a lot more visible and known because it would have had time to probably, probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I, if I had to boil it down, um, and I, I might've said this in the, the episode 68, but, um, in regard to like the Wesleyan stuff, Mm -hmm. if someone's going, well, I didn't know, or I'm not sure. I would just say, um, any message you've ever heard me preach, it comes from uh, out of the lens of Wesleyan doctrine. Yeah. Um, and so in that regard, that you know, you could go and listen to any message you've ever preached and you will see, okay, well, that's, there it is. And you might go, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I didn't know. I didn't know I was Wesleyan, you know, yeah. or or whatever. So, so yeah, that's uh, the Articles of Faith. Um, as as uh, the ministry board uh, works on and, you know, talks about and edits and and discusses um other of these types of documents you know um you know bylaws and and those kinds of things which that would get really boring so i don't think we'll do that but as we work on some of these documents that um i think are really important you know we might um go over them as well in the podcast because i think it's a good way to to kind of talk through some of these things and then have something to point to later on for people to listen to Mm -hmm. so so, well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Is well, there anything coming up? I or think, are we about to say something else? I think we have a new series starting Sunday. We do. You want to give us a little teaser? Well, yeah. So it's a series we have done before. We tried to, we got like two weeks into it. I think that's a good way of saying that. Um, yeah. So right before COVID hit, we started a series called Playlist which we were looking at uh, really well-known songs. And I think we did it one other time downtown. I don't remember if we did or not. I think we it, did. It was on the table. I don't know if we ever pulled I the trigger on it. I want to say we did, like several years ago. Then but I, anyway. Then I wasn't there for that one. Then. Okay. Um, so anyway, we looked at several songs. And so we were talking about, uh, Yeah, we've had many people mention it since then. Like, hey, are y'all are going to do playlists? Are you going to do playlists? And... Uh, so we had talked about as a staff and, and actually before staff, um, I was thinking about, I was like, you know, I want to do playlists, but I want to cover, um, songs and worship songs and or hymns, mm-hmm. um, instead of just, you know, what we'd find, you know, just every, anywhere, everywhere. Um, and so we're going to do playlist, um, but we're going to be looking at either hymns or, uh, worship songs that. And we're going to talk about like you know the the scriptural uh, relevance behind them and and where they stand and what the message is that it's it's uh, giving to us. So I'm really looking forward to this series. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of there's just some some songs that I'm I'm very excited to be 
um, digging into, which I've already started, um, which I'm not going to say what they are yet. Can't wait uh, for the DC talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus freak. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. No, not no, no, not doing it. Not doing it. But Fine. but Justin's kicking off the series um, this week, uh, May first. Uh, so uh, yeah, we will be jumping into playlist. Sweet. So, and yeah. then we so uh, I think I've said this a couple times on this podcast. Uh, when I got hired at downtown at FUMC, they said when we get to summer, you'll have a lot of free time. It's not going to be busy. <laughs> Summer's coming up. We got a lot going on. You want to talk about some of the stuff we have going on? Yeah. Um, so VBS registration, Monumental, is live. is live. So you can go and register for that. I feel like we're going to cap out. So I if you think want, we will. If you have an elementary or preschool age kid that you want to be here. Go ahead and sign up. You need to sign up. You need to. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Please sign up. Not because we, I mean, yes, we do want you, but I'm not saying it so we can get, just get you. I'm saying if you want a spot, you need I would, to get it. I would yeah. hate for... Uh, a regular or a church partner to not have their kids in mm-hmm. there because they waited too long. That's right. That's right. And it, and I, but I have no problem saying, Oh, well, Oh, sorry. So, and then the other thing is, and I don't know if there's a sign up live yet, but I know that we've put the dates out, mm-hmm. which is our middle school mission week. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't think sign ups up yet. No sign up is but not the officially dates are up out yet. And um, it's going to be um, from June 19th through the 24th. Um, and so it's actually coinciding with our VBS week. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, um, they did this last year. They stayed here in town. Um, they assist with VBS and in the afternoon they work with local agencies in our community working with at-risk kids and, um, it's just really awesome. And last year was, was fantastic. And so, um, I know that, um, we're looking forward to that again this year. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be coming up as well. Um, High school's got their uh, mission trip coming up. Yeah, Justin's finalizing a few details before I want to put any of that yeah, out before, there. Yep. But uh, that's coming up. Um, but then we got to backtrack to May. Oh, I forgot about so, it. So yes, we're kicking off the playlist series this Sunday. We're also going to take a moment and recognize our college graduates this Sunday. This Sunday, May first, mm-hmm. um, and then May twenty second. May twenty second, we're recognizing our high school graduates, which is always a really great service. So if you're a senior and you're listening to this podcast, and you go, like I a need senior citizen, like hey, no. okay, like a twelfth grader at a high okay. school. So in not town. getting like a discount. At Denny's senior, but like a twelfth grader or college senior. If if we have any seniors that get a <laughs> discount at Denny's at, in our church, my father in law, yeah, and they want to get recognized on Senior Sunday, <laughs> please Andy, email Andy Patterson. Please stand up. Please email Justin at justin <laughs> at the port cc dot com. Please email please. Justin. Please, and I will get retired. I will get your at least your picture on. <laughs> please. That would be awesome. The projector. That would be fantastic. So, um, so yeah, we have a lot coming up, Porch Community. Uh, Just be watching social media and wherever else you get your info, um, looking at your emails and whatnot about what's coming up. So we have a lot lot happening. But, um, hey, if you're not already doing it, would you pray for your church and and pray for the direction and the discernment as we – Move ahead, trusting God, and just desiring to uh, serve Him in the very best way possible. My goodness, we certainly appreciate those prayers, for sure. So, Josh, thank you as always. Appreciate it. Of course. It. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for hanging in with us, and we will talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. 
Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.